Hello everyone, this is Brandon and welcome to today's episode of the Brands Corner Podcast. I really hope everyone has been doing well and just staying safe. This episode will begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned and thank you for coming on. Hello everyone, this is Brandon and welcome to the Brands Corner Podcast. I really hope everyone is doing well and is staying safe thus far today. And so today's interview um, episode, I'm happy to have my guest for the day, Maddie Madden. Thank you so much for being here today on the podcast. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And so first of all, how are you doing today? I am doing well, thank you. How are you today? I'm doing quite well. It's been a long day, but I'm just so glad to be able to have a chance to finally speak with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. We had a, you know, it was turmoil trying to get this scheduled because we're both uh, busy students. But I am glad to finally be here. And uh, in today's age where we're all kind of separated from each other, it's good to honestly just compare stories because uh, a lot of utility can come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so... Before we go ahead and get started with today's episode, I did want to go ahead and give you a chance to go ahead and introduce yourselves um, to the podcast audience listening uh, to go ahead and um, familiarize them with um, you before we go ahead and uh, get into any questions and discussions. I'm really excited for this interview. Yes, definitely. Um, so I am currently a uh a second semester graduate student in the Lifespan and Digital Communication program at Old Dominion University. And I am also, uh, well, I guess three things. I am also in uh, a marketing intern, uh, a digital marketing intern at a uh, firm based in Northern Virginia uh, called Graphic. Um, So that's pretty cool. Uh, Getting to do some SEO, uh, web traffic stuff for them. Uh, and then I am also the senior graduate advisor for PRSSA. And uh, PRSSA is the student-led, or student-led organization, Public Relations Student Society of America. I have been with them since 2019. And I kind of worked my way up uh, uh, as a regular member and then vice president and then president and then sort of just an advisor role that I've kind of taken. And uh, that has been very cool. Uh, I will always sort of identify PRSSA as being a part of whatever it is I'm doing, just because as you will hear throughout my career, it has been a uh, uh, essential to getting me uh, just from point A to point B. So yeah, I'm ready to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Uh, but those are my sort of three things that I'm doing as of right now. Well, that is awesome. And so I know I'm skipping ahead a little, but I am a little curious since you did mention you know, that you're now in your advisor role for the PRSSA organization. And so mm-hmm. did that role exist before you got it? Well, I mean, we've always had our faculty advisor, uh, Brendan, but our student advisor role uh, sort of came about when I decided to come back to ODU after graduating in 2021. I decided to come back as a graduate student and I talked to Brendan and Brittany, who was our upcoming president, uh, and I was the outgoing president. And I was basically just like, okay, so I'm still going to be here for another two years. So I'm not just gonna abandon y'all. You gotta give me something to do. And so uh, I just became, yeah, what I am now, which is senior graduate advisor, which is basically just, I get a spot on the e-board and uh, Brittany, our wonderful president, will sometimes ask me for advice. Um, And yeah, other than that, I would say I function just as much as a uh, normal e-board member. I have a committee, I'm doing work, uh, campaign work for the Office of Institutional Effectiveness and. Uh, and yeah, I would say I function largely the same as an e-board member, but, uh, you know, I also just have the experience of being around forever, being a fossil, basically, you know, how they yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure that they are very glad to still have you, 
yeah, up and around. And so I know that you mentioned that, of course, you are now a graduate student within the digital lifespan communications field. And so, and so, out of curiosity, did you like? Did you know that you wanted to go into the master's program like before your undergrad graduation and just、oh. transition into it, or was it just a Stop and then reapply. And how was that spirit for you? It, it, it was、um, essentially. I so I don't mean to get overly personal here, but it is very essential to mention. So I graduated in 2021, and so January of 2020, actually February of 2020,、uh, my dad passed away、um, very suddenly in an accident. And that,、uh, and then a month after that,、uh, kind of everyone being isolated due to COVID, I kind of was just on autopilot、uh, by the point of late 2020, which is when Dr. Basler contacted me and said, "Hey, your GPA is really good, and you know people around here generally like you. Should just come back and do your master's here, and you know you can get an assistantship that will pay for it." And I was like, okay, well, you know, that's I. I am still kind of in my autopilot, figuring things out phase. That sounds like a great way to spend the next two years. You know what I mean? Like I could just spend the next two years still in school, just getting a better degree. You know, furthering my connections with all these professors and all the people that they know. Like, why not just come back? And so I I、uh, reached out to Gary Beck, Doctor Beck. And、uh, yeah, I got、uh, I got into the program, and I got an assistantship, and now basically here I am. I'm still sort of in my autopilot, picking up the pieces、uh, phase of my life,、um, because you know it's just it's hard to recover from that. But I think I am in a much better place than I am than I was a year ago, where I was just sort of anxiously awaiting the result. Of、uh, my acceptance, and if I was going to get the assistantship, because to be quite honest, if I didn't get、uh, the, if I didn't get into the program and didn't get the assistantship,、uh, my plan was literally just to move to the Scottsdale, Phoenix area in Arizona with my friend and current roommate. Uh, his name is Zach,、uh, and so my plan was just to like find a communication-related job out there and just move out there. And I think that doing this, coming back, getting my master's, doing the assistantship, staying here,、uh, definitely a better option than just going out to the West Coast and just you know doing whatever. Now, a year from now, maybe I might do that, but right now. Getting my master's was definitely the move. So,、uh, to answer your question, no, it wasn't really part of the plan. But、uh, I'm not really the planning type, so I just kind of I go wherever I go wherever、uh, I feel I should. Wow, well, that is really interesting to hear. But first and、mm-hmm. foremost, I did want to、um, send my condolences to yourself and your、um, and your family. And thank so- you, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, of course, and so, yeah, but I, I'm overall、uh, glad to hear that、um, things have been getting better since then. And of course, I know it's a it's a healing process, but oh yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, I will say this this I mean just the past two months of having a job and having something. In addition to being in school with my,、uh, I I don't know if we were recording to this point, but I'm currently also an intern with a graphic a marketing firm in Northern Virginia, and just having that as just an extra thing to do、uh, has been super helpful. I mean, it has just really gotten me、uh, back on track.、Um, but yeah, it is definitely a process, and it is definitely.、Uh, Informed the way that I、uh, have made decisions in the past year and a half or so. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm I'm just really glad that yeah. I mean, things have been getting better, and that these new opportunities have been have been opening up for you. And so、mm-hmm. and so, like I said, I'm just glad that you know that process has been going. And so and so, thus far, how has everything been for you? Like really beginning off the 
the master's program. And actually, I'm going to backtrack from the question I just asked 10 seconds ago. And sure. And so are you able to um, to go ahead and tell us a little bit about Old Dominion's master's program in terms of uh, the digital lifespan communications because it's a unique program to mm -hmm. um, to the university, if I remember correctly. It is not just a unique program to the university. It is a unique program across the country, as Gary Beck or Dr. Beck will tell you. It is a uh, one of a kind, nothing else like it program, and so. Uh, hopefully, or, you know, if he listens to this, maybe he'll be upset, but I will say because of that, it's kind of an all over the place program. Like, yes, it is one of a kind, but it's also, uh, just sort of weird, but I personally, I love it. Um, so basically in the first semester, there's kind of three pillars to the lifespan and digital com, um, program. And so the first is Dr. Beck and Dr. Soha's section of the program, which is the lifespan uh, section of it. Um, and what they are basically all about is they, they Beck and Soha more so have their roots in psychology than they do. I mean, everybody has their roots in communication, but they saw they are sort of more so psychology, whereas the other section of it is. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Beck and Dr. Soha. Uh, Dr. Beck is the graduate program director for Old Dominion University uh, for the Lifespan Digital Communication Program, and Dr. Soha is a professor in the uh, in that program and in the communication department, who more so specializes in like. Um, I don't, dude, I, I, I like, I don't know the formal terms for it, but like, if you wanted to conduct like a formal study, like a peer reviewed study about communications, that's like Dr. Soha's area of expertise is like communication research methods and like lifespan stuff. And so what lifespan communication is, is it's basically referring to the communication that takes place across the the lifespan of a human and so it kind of studies how you would need to communicate differently from people of various age groups and so it it does tie into my area of expertise uh which is so the three pillars of it are kind of the media studies the uh like i said the lifespan and social science research stuff and then also these kind of headed up all three of them are kind of headed up by specific people. The lifespan section is sort of Dr. Beck and Dr. Soha. The media studies stuff is um, Dr. Santo and Dr. McNutt, who are both super geniuses. And I also, um, the strategic communication uh section of it is headed up by Dr. Goranellis and Dr. O'Halloran, who Dr. O'Halloran is like my favorite teacher at ODU. I took like six classes with him in undergrad. And Dr. Goranellis is like an international businessman, man of mystery genius. Like when you take a class with him and he shows you where he's lived and where he's worked, it is, uh, it is pretty crazy. He has a resume that is very shocking. And sometimes Sometimes he'll be talking about his experience or like what he's doing or what he's been doing. And I'll just feel like, how did you end up in Norfolk, Virginia? Like you seem like uh, you should be living in like a penthouse in Manhattan, you know? Uh, but you know, he, he's here and uh, we're happy to have him here. So that is uh, kind of the explanation of how uh, the uh, Lifespan Digital Communication Program would look to you know an, an outsider and generally just kind of how it functions but um as far as how i have been in the program uh complicated question i must say um the first semester was great i mean i love being in the program i love learning and i um you know i have a i have a bit of a chip on my shoulder when it comes to this stuff because i really when I hear my professors talk and the way they understand these concepts, I really think to myself, like, I want to be able to understand this stuff on the level that they understand it. 
you know what I mean? So I take it, I take it pretty seriously. Um, and I take it with sort of a competitive mindset almost. Um, but, uh, the first semester was, uh, an interesting experience. It essentially, uh, smacked me in the chops, I would say, um, is how I would describe it. Graduate school is very, very different from undergraduate. The expectations are a lot higher and you need to, you need to read the assignment. You need to understand the assignment and you need to be interacting with your professor throughout the assignment. Like you really need to be on the ball and you like, you need to study not just in the classroom, but you need to study on your own. And if you don't, like in undergraduate, yeah, you need to study on your own, but like a lot of people sort of coast, you know, you, it, it's, it's easier to coast in undergrad. In graduate, the class sizes are smaller, uh, the settings are more intimate. If you're trying to coast in graduate school, you will get noticed. So uh, it is it is a different, it's a much more rigorous, uh, much more serious experience than undergrad. But in that sense, uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, having my work uh, respected enough to be held to that standard where people are willing to uh, criticize it and like go through it and you know grade it with a fine tooth comb highlight things make a million hundred thousand comments i mean that to me the level of criticism that you get in graduate school to me is a sign of respect you know because it's 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 all about the respect your professors respect your work they respect you enough to spend that much time and it's a lot of time it's like they like Dr. Santo was telling me he read my essay for four hours and I was like, that's insanity. But, you know, that's like, that's just the level of, uh, of respect, the level of, uh, the high standards that you're held to in grad school. And so that's, that's the aspect that I really like about it. Um, so hopefully I didn't get too off subject, um, veer too far off from the question, but I would say the very short version of the answer to your question is that, yes, I enjoy grad school. Well, that is good to hear. And <laughs> no, and you are perfectly fine. And so, but I, I would definitely like to comment on what you're saying about like, the smaller class sizes. It's like you get that individual yeah, attention and that you're able mm. to really like get people who truly are able to focus place at that more um, time and effort mm. as opposed to, you know, grading like 70, 80 papers. And it's just, yeah, mm -hmm. the few people in your class. Definitely. Yeah. And the small class size is, it's huge. Like I said, you know, in undergraduate, um, it's, it's also about the, uh, the peers. Your peers are a uh, very valuable resource in graduate school. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I just, you know, took inspiration from or just looked at an, um, someone in my cohorts uh, work to just get inspiration. Um, and that's what they're there for, you know, and in undergraduate, you don't get that so much. In undergraduate, you get more people who, you know, are just there filling requirements or are there just doing whatever. But in graduate school, you know for a fact that everyone who is there, they are there because they're passionate, they're excited, they're good at what they do. Um, and yeah, it's just very different. It's And so that's why it's smaller. And that's why also the vibe kind of changes. It's more, it's more serious. In wow. Well, I said, well, I'm first of all, of course, you know, glad that you're really enjoying everything that you love, like the comprehensive nature of like the whole graduate program, especially in its of mm -hmm. uniqueness and how it is structured and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I want to also say about the uniqueness and how it is kind of a confusing program is the idea is you kind of get a taste of all the areas of communication. And communication is a very big field. But the first year of the program is you sort of getting a taste of each one. The research side, the media studies side, the strategic communication side. 
And then year two is kind of when you figure out which one of the three, you get a little more freedom. You figure out which one of the three it is that you're most passionate about, and then you start putting together your project or your thesis. And so, it, yeah, the first year is really unique and kind of weird, and it's it's confusing to a lot of people. But then the second year, when you're able to sort of put it all together, that is when I feel like the program starts to make sense because it's like it's like the sampler and then you go on and choose what it is you actually really care about. And so for a lot of people, for most people in the cohort, I was shocked to learn this. For most people, it's interpersonal communication. That's what they're interested in. Uh, however, there's a select group of us. Uh, I would say it's about five. I, I, honestly, I could straight up name every person, like full government name, every person who is in the program and interested in strategic communication. I'm one of them. Uh, and there's about five others. And uh, we are Dr. Gornellis and Dr. O'Halloran's uh, little pupils. But everyone else, for the most part, is either interested in media studies or interpersonal research stuff. So yeah, that's the uh, the general outlook on the student population. Wow, and so yeah, for myself as an undergraduate student, you know, majoring in in media studies, one of the things I well originally unintentionally, but now intentionally have been doing mm -hmm. with my degree as I've been going through it is trying to get like as much taste for the entire communications field as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. Even though, yeah, you know, of course, yeah, the majors, you know, my major is only one of them, but still getting that taste like as much as I can just because of how much I love learning and love exploring it. And so, mm -hmm. and so it, it's interesting, it's great to hear that, at least for the, for the program that you're in, that that first year is sort of dedicated to that. Cause I mean, to me, that just sounds like such a fun, let me go skip straight to the master's program possible of sort of thing, but. Oh yeah, I, I'm telling you, if you if you enjoy the undergraduate program, the, the master's program is really where it's at. I mean, um, you know, we like you get all those samples, but you also like you get to hear professors talk about what it is that they are really passionate about and sort of like understand who they are as as academics, basically. And that's like one of the coolest parts of it. It's just like, whoa, you know, here are these people who are genuinely like world-class thinkers like uh you can like the accolades in the program are really insane like for example miles mcnutt or dr mcnutt he wrote the official compendium guide to uh game of thrones like the big coffee table book that explains all the lore of the show was legitimately written by this dude miles mcnutt um and you know millions of people bought that book and here he is you know he's the game of thrones lore ex uh and you know like i said dr gronellis he's been everywhere uh it's just it's cool having people like this uh in our program um so yeah that is uh that's generally how i feel about grad school wow well, that is really interesting and like in the 10 seconds ago 10 15 20 seconds ago that you said that I just looked up that Game of Thrones guide, and it I'm, I'm already now going to do like a ton of research into it. I'm not even familiar uh -huh. with Game of Thrones, but that, once you said Dude, that. Dude, I know, yeah, no, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but when he told me that, I was like, what? Like, I, I still have a lot of talking to do with Dr. McNutt, because he is also a Survivor super fan, uh, like myself. I am a big fan of the CBS reality TV show Survivor. I've seen every season of which there are 41. Um, and, you know, I've read all of his writing on Survivor. He also writes for, um, if you are into like online news at all, he writes for slate.com and he writes for the AV club. Uh, so you can go find his writing, read his writing. He uh, did a cool recap on Survivor 41 in which he essentially said that there are too many twists in Survivor. They need to chill dial it back and i agreed but uh i i must disagree with him in that i think survivor 41 was a great season i will never forget it i love xander all these guys all those survivor fans listening right now 
they are loving this part. But yeah, Survivor 41, it was cool. But um, yeah, Miles McNutt is legitimately nationally known. He is he is really out there. Well, this is all really interesting. Like especially like getting all of this knowledge and listen, and I love like how highly you speak of the yeah the graduate program that you're in and like all the complexities of it and how it all fascinates you and so i'm actually going to um to come back to that but i want to first um go ahead and i guess now that we're at present day go back a little right. bit right yes so, yes please and so i guess my next question for you or rather uh question of explanation or no, that doesn't sound right but mm. But you know what I mean. So I guess I got you. Yeah. So going back to your undergraduate career and and yeah, if you had done anything you know, really interesting or whatever beforehand, like what really made you want to come to uh, to ODU and and really I guess how was your undergraduate experience overall? Well, my undergraduate experience was mainly defined by uh, one to two people because I just kept taking the same classes with them. Um, Dr. O'Halloran and uh, Carol Branch, actually. Um, my undergrad experience up till, oh my gosh, like basically a year in, I was very confused. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't really fully understand the classes I was taking. I was, uh, I, I mean, just for lack of a better term, I was just kind of lost and just kind of going through it all. Um, and then in my second semester of my sophomore year, I uh, decided based on just the fact that of all the descriptions of all the things you could. Yeah. Okay. Let me get some context for this here. The second semester of your sophomore year at Old Dominion University is when you declare your major. Uh, and so when you declare your major, you also have to declare your concentration because my major had been declared as communication for a while uh, to this point. And I did not have a concentration. And so I kind of assumed that it would be on the TV, cinema, production, and media studies side, because we also do have a uh, renowned uh, TV and cinema production program. Uh, the guy for it is super cool. I forget his name, but he has a ponytail. If you ever get to encounter him on the ODU campus, you should definitely talk to him. He's a pretty cool guy. Uh, but anyways, I was just like, well, I mean, the only thing I'm really good at is writing. You know, I'm not good at like editing or this other stuff. So public relations is the only thing that says writing. So I guess I'll go with that. And so the next day I met with Carla Harrell, who or Professor Harrell, who was my advisor. Um, and I was just like, I enjoy writing. You know, what should I do? And she was just like, you should do PR. And I was like, cool. And so everything started moving pretty fast from there honestly because from me declaring pr as my major i started taking pr classes i started taking intro to pr and pr writing and uh from there carol branch in her uh intro to pr class called me over after class and basically just said to me hey prssa they really uh they need men in their club and I was like, what? And she was just like, yeah, their whole e-board, it's, it's all women. You know, they need some men in their club. Uh, so you should, you should really join because you could get an executive board position. And I was like, what? I've been here for like three days and you're already offering me like this? And so I was like, okay, you know, I guess I got to figure this out. Uh, you're going to notice a recurring theme I'm going to use some Survivor terminology here. When you watch Survivor, you hear people use this term playing from the bottom. Okay. And so in Survivor, that's when you're about to get voted out of the tribe and everyone's just like, okay, we're going to vote Maddie out next. Okay. And you are now on the bottom. 
okay, you're on the bottom of the totem pole. You've got to find a way to get up, you know? And so my whole life, honestly, <laughs> I have sort of approached everything I do with this playing from the bottom mentality. And so any sort of opportunity, anytime somebody says something like, oh, you know, here's this, you know, maybe you could try this. I always do it because I'm, like I said, I'm playing for the bottom. I'm looking for any way that I can claw my way up. Uh, and so I guess in that way, you could, I guess you could call me a striver, but that's how I like to think of it. So when Carol Branch said to me, PRSSA needs men, you could be an executive board member. I was like, okay, this is my goal now. I'm going to find whoever this Brendan O'Halloran character is. And uh, I am going to reach out to him and I'm going to go to the next PRSSA meeting and I'm going to do this. And so I went to the next one. I met Brendan um, and, you know, I didn't want to walk up to him and just be like, hey, I hear your executive board is uh, hiring. So, you know, we just had a normal conversation and uh, that led to me going on the spring trip, uh, which was a vital moment. And I didn't think it was, but it ended up being very important. So spring trip was basically my first uh, real interaction with PRSSA as a club. We all went to Philadelphia together. And so it was me and Brendan uh, and 15 other women. Um, and so it was just, it was, you know, it was me and a bunch of girls. And I didn't have a problem with that uh, because my friends have mostly been women up to this point. And also I was... Um, I had a girlfriend at the time, so it's not like I was looking. You know what I mean? I was just, I was just there. I was just there to chill with all my new girlfriends in Philadelphia. Um, but, anyways, uh, Brendan was amazed at how well I acclimated and blended in amongst these, you know, fifteen women who I had never met before. And so I, um, I do have a story that maybe I'd like to share. I hope I'm not just eating into our time here but i think one thing that helped me to acclimate with the group was in philadelphia we're walking around and these two guys uh walk up to the group which like i said it's like it's like 15 women and me and so they start hitting on everybody and they start like you know trying to and like much older guys like there wasn't any interest from the group i can say that for sure <laughs> um but they were all like hitting on the girls and like making them uncomfortable. And I was just like, ah, oh man, well, I'm the only guy here. So I guess I have to do something. And so I essentially just like got between all the, like the two guys and all the girls and was just like, all right, everyone just walk ahead of me. And then I'll just stand here and these guys will eventually leave. And so that honestly, I feel like was a, was like a, uh, uh, a coming out moment for myself where I was just like, okay, you know, like these people generally trust me. I, I was very shy going into it. And so that moment where I was able to, uh, you know, uh, get people out of an uncomfortable situation, I was kind of, uh, I was like, okay, you know, I can do this. It was a confidence booster. Um, and so coming back from that trip, uh, Ricky Escalon, who is like, I get nostalgic just saying that name, honestly, because it feels like 70 million years ago since the last time I saw her. Uh, she now does work for the Department of Defense. Um, but anyways, at the time, she was PRSSA president. And uh, she offered to make me vice president. And so I was like, let's go. You know, I. she did phone interviews with each person on the... Uh, on on the trip and was like yeah so here's what you're gonna do and she was just like what do you want to do and i was like i want to be president you know like let's do this like i love this i mean i keep in mind playing from the bottom i have nothing else you know i have nothing else i'm playing from the bottom i would love to be president and make this my whole whatever and so emma hummer who is a, you know a good friend of mine i love her so much she um, ended up being president and I ended up being vice president. And so I was like, I was happy with that. I was like, oh my God, someone trusts me to do something with an organization. You know what I mean? 
I had that playing from the bottom mentality where I was just like, I cannot believe that even someone just wants me to be involved in this. You know what I mean? Um, and so I was just super excited. And then through PRSSA, um, I got recommended to uh, an internship with Miller's Foundation, uh, which I was I was very bad at. I was very scatterbrained. And then uh, throughout my undergrad, basically until COVID hit, I worked for um, ODU Athletics uh, for free uh, for about a year. So uh, that is basically the long and short of what I did through my uh, through my undergrad. I think really the most the most vital part of my undergrad was joining PRSSA, getting discovered by Brendan, meeting everybody, and just sort of setting everything in motion. Because at that point, I was just like, oh, okay, so here is what the process of like building a career is supposed to look like. You know, you gotta, you know, have peers, you gotta have, you know, mentors, you gotta network, you gotta do all this stuff if you wanna actually, uh, you know, get hired and do something fun after uh, undergrad. So that is that is the long and short of my undergrad career, I would say. Wow, that is all like very impressive. And it's almost, I mean, like you said in the beginning, like all like really back to back action mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, no, it um, once stuff started happening in my undergrad, it did not stop. It was it was very boring. And then boom, you know, it just kind of started. Well, I, I uh, differ from the typical student in that I never did any of my internships. I think in my undergrad, I think I did four, maybe three. I'm not certain. I never did any of them for course credit. So I was taking all my classes and then also doing an internship. So I am not, um, I am not certain on the process of doing an internship through the school during course credit. I know that Allison Litzenmeyer is the one who is in charge of it, and I know she's awesome. Uh, but as far as actually doing that, I do not have experience. Well, that is really interesting to hear. And so, and so I guess two questions before I go to my question into question uh, that uh-huh. I have. And so, first of all, is there any particular reason uh, why you did all your internships uh, outside of um, outside of um, the university because I don't know that just came to mind and then yeah. yes yes okay so let me answer your first part <clears throat> so uh, my reasoning for not doing an internship through the school uh, during my undergrad the actual reason that I did not do that is because I did not know how, and I also did not know it was an option. So that's the actual reason. But now looking back on it, I I think it was the right decision because it allowed me to maximize my course credits and also do the internship just on top of that. And when I actually look at the internships that I did, two of which I did during the summer and one of which I did during the school year, and that was my internship with ODU Athletics, which, I mean, like, I mean, if Eric Bohannon is listening to this, I will tell you, I will still do that for free. That was the coolest thing ever. I would still do it for free. Um, I mean, I would do it for no course credit, no money, nothing. I loved working for ODU Athletics. Um, so, yeah, that was my 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 at the time rationale was that i didn't know that you could do it for course credit and my current rationale was i maximized uh my course credits to get as much in the classroom as i could awesome well that is all pretty cool and i definitely understand yeah understand that like completely and Mm -hmm. It somewhat relates, was that without um, going into too much detail about that, to this mm-hmm. one additional course I took, sort of at the senior year of high school slash I was technically in college at that point, but that's a whole nother story. But 
essentially you could have i could have taken it as a dual enrollment class for both high school and college and i was just like eh, i'm not doing that for high school it's like nah, that, that, that it's like i already have enough stuff as is i'm technically done with high school i'm not adding another thing up there at first i didn't really know it was an option but when i did it was just like eh, it doesn't mm. seem worth it to me yeah 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 i i like understand it if you're just trying to like getting course credit for an internship is like a really good idea if you're also like working through your degree then like absolutely you know what i mean if you have a job if you have something that's eating up your time you should maximize your time not your course credits but if you're like me and you had someone who you know my parents supported me through undergrad um and i didn't have to really think about it uh yeah you should maximize your course credit so for the people listening keeping track if you have no money maximize your time if you have money maximize your course credit so that is my uh that's my approach when it comes to uh internships and course credit okay awesome um Allison Litzenmeyer is just a generally really wonderful presence, uh, you know, obviously in the program, but also just, in a, you know, personally, just having her around. She is just really nice. Um, and she is someone who will ask you in earnest what you are working on, what you are passionate about, and she will listen and be excited. And so my conversations, my interaction with uh, Litzenmeyer are those conversations, those interactions just at events that I either planned or was taking part in and just those brief exchanges where she just seemed so interested and so much like she was looking out for other students. Like she she seems like the type of professor that I like really respect and really like. Someone like Brendan who is really looking out for their students and really is looking for opportunities for them. That's the type of person I think uh dr lisa meyer is well that is awesome and so so yeah so i guess now for my question in a question um, before i give any more comments is so is there anything else uh, that we have not already mentioned that you would like to go ahead and and i guess go into more detail in in terms of the podcast because because I definitely want to be conservative of your, I mean, considerate of your time and all. And so, yes, yeah. yes, I am. Uh, I am sorry. I feel like I was such a windbag, but no, you are fine. Well, anything we missed? Uh, no, I think we just about covered it. I feel like I, uh, I got it in a pretty succinct way. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, I, I mainly have just positive interactions with the university, the program and uh my career even though it was kind of guided by unique circumstances but uh that's that's basically the long and short of it okay awesome and so first of all i just wanted to make sure that before i gave a whole bunch of questions because i did want to of course make sure that you were able to tell your um your own story to the fullest uh, first and Uh foremost so oh yes definitely definitely but yeah but i guess for some just little comments of stuff First of all, I, I just love how like what's it just how how much you just really have mentioned like how much you enjoy everything that you've been doing mm-hmm. yeah at the at the university and I'm sure that yeah if the, if you um, decide to share this out with with the comm department I'm sure they're going to absolutely love hearing like how much you appreciate everything that um, that mm-hmm. they've done for you because I mean I mean for me first of all I love the education field like like absolutely like without a doubt and so for me like i mean school has really been yeah my life and so i'm i'm glad to hear that it has positively been a major part of your life as well and just really helping guide you to mm-hmm. get to where you are now and even going forward um over this yeah i guess next year or so if i'm not mistaken in terms of the graduate program mm-hmm. yeah definitely i mean i i, I speak highly of this program because i mean this is basically the only thing i've been doing for the past year i mean they have uh they've they've made it easy uh to speak highly of them i'll say 
this is, uh, you know, ODU is a huge school for a reason, and they have some, uh, some super interesting, super talented people uh, in their comms department. So it has been it has been a joy to uh, learn from them. Well, that is really awesome to hear. And so, and so, I guess over this next year, like, do you have any major like plans or ambitions, like, going forward? You know, especially with you know, you have finishing the master's program, your current internship that you're in. Yeah, which, which I mean, you you've done a lot of internships, but yeah, finishing yeah. this one, and I'm sure that there may even be another one before the before you graduate. Who knows? I would not be surprised, but my plan over the next year, um, I have, through my current internship graphic, I have been getting into some stuff that I was not really into, didn't really have experience in before, and that's digital marketing stuff, um, mainly like search engine optimization and like website backend analytics. And so my hope is that I can, I mean, Bare minimum, I, I maintain my teaching assistantship or my graduate assistantship. And I, you know, I continue being a funded graduate student and then also get like a part-time job doing the stuff that I'm doing for graphic now um, and just get like a remote part-time search engine optimization job and just, you know, finished out my last year uh, not being impoverished um and you know have a good side job good side gig going um uh but after don't ask me about after graduate school because i i will tell you i do not know wow well that actually was gonna be the next question so cool so i, <laughs> I yeah I no i'm telling you the, the um the playing from the bottom mentality that I take also means that uh, you know I, I would like to be a bit pro more proactive in my last year of grad school and actually go out and find something. But uh, I tend to just uh, enjoy. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I enjoy feeling wanted. So uh, when people reach out to me and they're like, "We want you to do this," I'm like, "Okay, well then I'll do it." Uh, and so, I mean, that's a lot of why I came to the graduate program was that they obviously really wanted me to come and do it. And so I was like, okay, I will do it. So whatever I do after graduate school, uh, there's a very high chance that it is going to be whoever gets to me first. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's just how it is. Oh, well, that is all really great to hear. And so... Mm -hmm. As I, as I mentioned before, I just, like I said, I just absolutely love how highly you speak of like everything and, you know, and through your experiences. And so, so before I go ahead and um, begin closing out uh, this, uh, this interview, I did want to, and give my final thoughts, I did want to go ahead and now allow for you to, I guess, mention what was your, like your favorite uh, lesson or goal or something that you would like to share to the audience to so go ahead and close out this episode <laughs> something i would like to share um and this is something dr o'halloran who has basically been my main mentor through this entire thing um he consistently talks about his type of student that he really enjoys having and he talks about a student that i that he affectionately refers to as the hand raiser and my like main thing that I want to share with people who listen to this is if you can be a hand raiser, please do it. A hand raiser is the type of person who when an opportunity presents themselves, if your professor says, hey guys, I'm doing this event, I need someone to scan tickets, I need someone to work a table, I need someone to literally just stand in front of a door and, you know, uh, collect tickets for an hour and a half. Raise your hand and do it if you can uh just build as much build as many relationships as you can do as much work as you can for people uh and like uh, take for another example uh working in sports i have a lot of experience working in sports 
And being a hand raiser is vital when you're working in sports. The National Women's Hockey League, which is uh, before the merger with the Canadian Women's Hockey League, was the largest uh, uh, women's hockey league in North America. And their publicity pictures, uh, you want to know who shot those? It wasn't a photographer. It was a guy who emailed them and said, hi, I have a camera. I'll show up and shoot photos of your games for free. If you work in sports, that should be you. These are the four years that you should be devoting to just be like, hey, do you need someone to do X? I can do it. You know, um, if you have a talent, if you have something that you want to work on, you should be going out of your way to ask people if you can go and help them with your talent in some way. So that would be my advice is just raise your hand, say, yes, I can to whatever it is, uh, you know, whatever it is you come across, just, you know, just give it a shot. Wow. I just, wow. I, I just love that. And that is just such a great way to conclude this episode. Thank you so much, Maddie, for like taking your time and yeah, and being here on my platform. I mean, I've just truly loved this experience like mm-hmm. all the way around um, from, oh, from our definitely. before. Yeah. If you would like to have me on again and talk about a more specified topic rather than just my career, um, I would love to. Uh, just let me know because I have also, I have, you know, this has been a really cool experience. So uh, continue. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, you are quite spiel. Okay. No, I was just going to say from our before um, uh, recording conversations to now, I've just really really love this conversation like i said i mean yeah this is yeah this has just been such a great uh, conversation and i just love speaking um and i just loved really being able to have some time to speak with you and really get to know you during this time mm-hmm. yeah yeah good to uh it's yeah, well you know to quote grace jones it's good to be heard uh and you know it's good to hear from you as well good to hear from a uh prospective comp student someone who was you know maybe not in the exact place i was in but you know close to the same place so it's good to share uh my experiences like that because uh, you know i hope that uh maybe it gave you some perspective gave the uh listeners some perspective but uh yeah oh yeah well absolutely and like i said just like i said Truly, I really, really enjoyed this. And so I really can't wait for the next time I have the opportunity to be able to to speak with you when you have availability, because this was just such an enjoyable conversation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. So thank you. Hey, of course. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and always strive to be the best person you can be. I know you can do it. I'll catch you all later.